Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Oh, man, guys, well, it is a joy and a privilege to be among each and every one of you this morning. I'm so tremendously thankful for this opportunity I've given to speak and to really share what God has put on my heart. I'm thankful for Ben for that introduction, and Ben's kind of like the whole reason why I'm here at South Cape. Um, one time I got to speak at a, what was it, a, a lock-in one night, and uh, Ben was like, hey man, like uh, I have this youth group, and will you speak at it? And I was like, yeah, dude, absolutely. And it was, a ton of, it was a ton of fun. And so I guess from that, Ben was like, dude, gotta have him at Southgate as soon as he got a job. But it's been awesome getting to be here at Southgate. And I'm the luckiest guy in the world getting to be here, getting to feel the love from so many people, getting to be a part of an extremely loving and strong congregation. Uh, you guys who are in Southgate are extremely blessed. Uh, so I heard we have some people from Northview, too, right? Northview, representing. So cool, I'm glad you guys are here. Um, anyway, so this morning, if you have a Bible, we're going to be reading in 1 John chapter 4, beginning in verse 7. Again, that's 1 John chapter 4. And this passage is a bit lengthy, so... Uh, Bear with me, but there's a lot of good. It kind of sounds like it's repeating itself, but if you really get to the core of what it's saying, I think it'll really bless you. So 1 John chapter 4, beginning in verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Verse 13. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Verse 19, we love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. So as you guys know, the topic this morning is love is loud. Love is loud. And the reason that I bring up 1 John chapter 4, I love that verse. I love that passage that we just read. Because in that text, in the, in the book of 1 John, the word love appears 46 times. In, this, in the passage we just read, 27 of them. We're just, we're just stated here. So love is stated so much in here. And there's one basic message from John this morning, and it's this. 
you are loved. And if you're loved by God, that means that the most beautiful, powerful, majestic being in all existence cherishes you. So this morning, if you gain nothing from this lesson, my hope and my prayer is that you know that you are deeply loved by God. Uh, so, when's the time in you guys' life when love was loud? Does that question like make sense to y'all? When was the time in y'all's life when love was loud, when you felt deeply loved by God or, or just loved in general? Camp. Yeah, camp is a huge blessing to a lot of people. And I, I love getting to go to Mary Christian Camp. I'm sure that's where all of you guys go, but it's awesome. What's another time in your life whenever y'all felt loved? Maybe when you were baptized? Anyone in here can resonate with that? Baptism is a time whenever we get to be filled with God's Spirit that He gives He gives of Himself to us. And that's an awesome time where we get to receive love. So I think of a time whenever love was really loud in my life. Uh, I, I worked at Chick-fil-A when I was 15 and 16 years old. And um, one night I got to work in the drive-thru. I was kind of working everywhere. But they didn't really like me in the drive-thru because I was slow. But so I got in the drive-thru and I was work I was the guy who was like giving you your food, cashing you out, and be like, it's my pleasure to serve you. Well, I would do that anyway, even in the kitchen. So one night I was cashing this person out and I was like, hey, like your total is like eight bucks, whatever. And she's like, hey, how much is the total of the car behind me? And I was like, well, it's like 20 bucks. And she's like, I want to pay for them. I want to pay for them. And I was like, that's so great. Like, you're awesome. Like, like you are giving someone free chicken. Like, this holy, <laughs> this holy chicken. Like, that is the greatest gift that you can ever give to someone, right? It's free Chick-fil-A. Um, and I was just like, like, you know, whenever she left, and, and I was like, man, I said, God bless you. Because, you know, you can say stuff like that at Chick-fil-A. And, like, that kind of wouldn't fly at McDonald's. But I was like, God bless you. Like, you have a, you have a, great, you have a great day, right? Um, but anyway, so the other car comes up, and I was like, hey, how are you doing? Your total is absolutely free. And it was awesome because, like, I got to be, I got to be the person that would show them that love. And I got to extend that love to them. And they would be so happy. They're like, dude, no way. Like, this is awesome. Like, free Chick-fil-A. And, and um, so they would be like, hey, how much is the total of the car behind me? And the love kept on continuing. And the love kept on being poured out to people. And the thing is with Chick-fil-A, that if you that if people don't believe in God, get to receive free chicken, they will believe there's a God whenever they get free Chick-fil-A, right? So it was awesome because this happened for like 10 cars. And then it finally ended with this college, this college girl who just graduated. She was like, man, well, this is a good graduation present for me. And I was like waiting like for her to be like, how much is the total of the car behind me? But she never said that. So I was like, what are you doing? Like, so like, I thought about paying for it, but then I'm like, man, my wallet's all the way in the back, and they're already complaining that I'm slow. But so it's so cool. It was a cool moment to see that, to see love just getting poured out. And love was so loud in that moment. When free chicken was just being poured out, love was so loud. It was awesome. So... Love is this awesome thing to receive and to give 
What, what about times in our life when love isn't loud? What about when love isn't loud? That brings me to my first point, when love isn't loud. How do we feel when we're flooded with hate all over social media? Man, we have this, uh, Ben and Becca know about this, we have this group in Mount Juliet called Hit Mount Juliet, and it's this community where we're supposed to all come together and say, like, hey, like, what's going on in Mount Juliet? Man, people are so hateful in the comments. Like, I'll read it, and I'm just, I'm just sad. I'm like, this is, like, we have such a unique outlet that we can all be connected, and people are just, like, hated, hating on each other. Can you guys, like, relate to that, like, seeing hate all over social media? It's sad. What do we do whenever friends are picking on us? What do we do whenever a joke goes too far about us? What do we do when people gossip about, about us or whenever we ourselves realize that we've been unloving? That we've received this love from God and we just say, I, I don't care. I'm going to be unloving for someone. I think about a time in my life when love wasn't loud. So I was in the Kroger parking lot because my mom needed to get some groceries. I went with my two little sisters. And my little sister, Karis, was right behind me, and we had parked next to this car that was really close to us, or kind of close, but, you know, it was enough to where you could kind of, like, slide out, you know? I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but... I saw Karis behind me. I was like, do not slam the door open. Like, be very careful, or, like, get out on the other side. And so seconds later, all you hear is like, and then she had slung her door open, and hit the person, hit the car next to us, and the dude was in the car. Oh. And I was like, oh man, like at, in, at the most inconvenient time where something like this could happen, it happened. And so the guy, so I get out of the car and I'm like looking at the dent, and I'm like, I'm like, well, it's, it's really tiny, like it's not that bad. So I'm kind of like rubbing it off, and then the dude gets out. And he like walks out. He gets out of his like ugly suburban, whatever, and he like gets over me. And I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever been so scared to where you realize how big someone is and you realize how small you are. So you're kind of like shrinking and they're just kind of like rising over you, right? <laughs> so I'm, I'm petrified. And he's like, hey, where's your mom? And I'm like, and I pee my pants. <laughs> Dead serious. And I don't know what it was, but it was like all I was. I want to say like my bowels stopped working, but I think that's the other end. But um, no, like I, I lost all control of what was in me because I was petrified by fear. And anyway, the guy was super uncool, and he was like yelling at my mom, and so I was mad. I was like clenching my fist, but I'm like, I'm not gonna do anything about that. Like, I, I think that's huge. So like he takes a picture of our license plate whenever, never calls. He was just wanting to be mad and unloving. So I get into uh, I get into the store. I'm like, hey mom, I'm gonna go to the bathroom because I've been a mess. And so I get in, you know, I'm, I'm like washing my face, like I'm I'm washing my hands, and, like putting water on my face because that's what people do in movies whenever they're like thinking something or plotting <laughs> against someone. I'm like man, I'm so mad. Like this guy was so unloving. I'm so mad. <laughs> Because whenever he could have been like, you know, it's cool. Like, it's a small little dent. I can take your insurance information and, and we can figure this out. He decided to be hateful. He decided to be hateful. And this world is so full of meaningless noise that distracts us from what we've been called to do. 
just like that guy yelling at me in that moment and yelling at my mom, it was hurtful. And, and all that noise of the negativity that he was pouring into me flooded any, any thought of love in my heart. And I was, you know, washing my face, you know, being like, what am I going to do to that guy? I was, I was mad. There was no love in my heart. Let's look at verse 7 in 1 John 4 that we read. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. This is our ultimate calling in life, that we're called to rise, that we're, sorry, um, we're called to, that we exist to know and to love God and to spread that love to everyone we come in contact with. That's our ultimate calling. And that brings me to my second point. We're called to be instruments of God's love. Instruments of God's love. And make beautiful noise that in this world where people are, can be hateful and unloving, that we're called to rise above that. And we're called to be that loving noise that we have from God. That despite the negativity and the meaningless noise of life, God's love for us can be louder whenever we seek that out. That love received by God becomes love extended towards others. Do you guys get that? That we have a never-ending source of life and love. That God will love you no matter what. And that he pours this never-ending source that whenever we go into relationships or talking to our friends at school, our friendships, we don't have to go, I want to see how much I can take from you. We live in a world full of drains. And people just want to suck out of people. But we have a never-ending source of life. And we need to be the ones to pour that source into the world. Verse 9, we get to see how deeply loved we are by God. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us. And that word manifest means to make clear. So there was something that happened for God to make clear that he loves us. That, and it says this, that God sent his only son into the world. That we serve a God whose love was made manifest to make, to make clear to us by God sending his son into the world so that we would see that his love moves towards us. That God doesn't just say that I love you, but he says, hey, I have my son and I'm sending him to you to show you that I love you. That he became flesh, that he became like us, and I love you. Um, but you know, maybe you're confused by this love you have from God. Maybe... Um, you're confused about love in general. And you're like, how do I even know that I'm loved by anybody? Can't see love, right? Can't put it in a little bottle and be like, hey, what do you got there? A little bit of love for you? Right? You can't do that, right? <laughs> so let's take this out of a spiritual context for a second. Think about movies. Think about books, because you guys can only read those, right? Think about TV shows that you like to watch, where they want to show you that two characters are in love. What do they show you that convinces you that love exists anywhere? Well, I would say they show you three things. And the first thing is love initiates. Love initiates. Love will not sit still when the, when the beloved, uh, love will not sit still when the beloved falls in love with the other. You will never see a guy when it dawns on him that he truly loves a woman, not just think she's cute, go, wow, I love her. And then there's nothing about it because love moves. Love sends text messages. Love writes poetry. Love sings songs. Love moves toward 
the beloved. So Princess Buttercup, <laughs> when she's held captive in Princess Bride and says, I know my Wesley will come for me. How do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> because what they have is true love, right? <laughs> and true love comes running towards the beloved. Um, the second way they show you that love exists is that love sacrifices. Love sacrifices. Love will give of itself for the sake of the beloved. So frozen, Anna will step in front of that sword, right? Why? Because she loves her sister. And she knows that love will thaw that frozen heart. Bruno Mars. We'll catch a grenade for you. Run out in front of a train for you. Throw his hand on a blade for you. Why does he sing that? Why say that in a love song? Because he knows that we know that when we see sacrifice, we know that love is there. And the third way they show you is that love stays. Love stays even when everyone else runs out. So Noah will keep bringing the notebook to Allie, even though she has Alzheimer's and doesn't even know who he is. And for you guys who have no idea what I'm talking about, Drew Barrymore, will, I mean, Adam Sandler, will keep romancing Drew Barrymore in 51st Dates, even though she has some kind of memory problem and forgets who he is every morning. Why? Because he loves her. And true love stays, even when the staying is hard. Now, why tell you that? Because... I want to better communicate to you the meaning of verse 9 in 1 John chapter 4 when it says, In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world, that our God came for us through Jesus, that Jesus sacrificed for us, and he's staying with us all the way until the day he takes us home. Which brings me to our final point. We are deeply loved by God. You're deeply loved by God. Um, I think about my grandfather. Uh, I grew up being very scared of my grandfather, um, because mostly because my granny would be like, uh, he's going to spank you if you cross him. If you do something wrong, he's going to be the one to whip you. And which she showed me his belt collection. So I was like, OK, I'm scared of that guy. I'm never going to talk to him. Um, but my grandfather was a great man. My grandfather served in the Air Force in World War II. Uh, he was the one who fixed the planes, and that whenever anything had happened in battle, he'd be the one to fix them, or if, if any maintenance was needed to be done, he would fix them. Uh, my grandfather helped in mission work. He, um, he would load up a truck. He was a, he was a contractor, if you guys know what that is. Um, and he would load up his truck with a bunch of tools and things he needed to help the community and he would drive his truck all the way down from Mount Juliet to Mexico and would help the people in whatever need they had because he said, I'm gonna serve these people. And my grandfather uh, loved planes. He loved flying. So he spent most of his retirement doing what he loved of flying. So my grandfather had these little planes in his office, which I love playing with them. And I love like, you know, just going like, you know, whatever. And so my grandfather never was usually in his office, so I always, I always asked my granny, 
I'm like, hey, Granny, can I go play with Paul's planes, or will you grab them for me? And she'd be like, yeah, like go, go grab them, like, I'll, or I'll grab them for you. But one day, I asked my Granny, I was like, Granny, uh, can I grab a plane from Paul's office? And she says, go ask him. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. you're telling me to go ask him? After you've showed me his belt collection and how massive he is and how, how deep and intimidating his voice is, you're asking me, of all people, to go in there, into his office, and get one of his planes? And she told me, she looked down at me at my scared little six-year-old self, and, and uh, I, my nickname was JT growing up, and she looked at me and she said, JT, your grandfather's a good man. Your grandfather's a kid, man. You can ask him. So anyway, so I'm like, Granny, come on, help me out. And so I walk down the hallway, um, and I'm just thinking, like, how do I even like talk to this guy? I'm super scared. Like my knees are like shaking and everything. And I get to his office. I walk in, and I'm petrified. I'm super scared. And I say, Paul, can I play with one of your planes? which he didn't hear me the first time, so I like, kind of ran out. I heard those footsteps, and he's like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and so I walked back in, you know, kind of like the door's right here, and like the, the rest of it's here, so I'm just kind of like peeking through. <laughs> uh, you're talking to me. <laughs> uh, am I worthy <laughs> to be in here? <laughs> but he, said, he says, what do you need? And I say, Paul, can I play with one of your planes? In a super scared six-year-old voice. And he looks at me, and he tells me, of course you can. Of course you can. And my grandfather died a couple years after that. That was one of the only encounters I really had with my grandfather. That was one of the only times I can really remember talking to him. Um, I never felt love for my grandfather, from, from my Paul, because of an ignorance and a fear from him. It wasn't until after he had passed away uh, that I found out I was deeply loved by him. That I found out that he was so excited for me to be born. That I was his first grandchild and he was like, man, I'm so excited. That he, that he flew all the way down to Texas just to see me, to see me be born, to hold me and to be so happy that like, he has a grandchild and that I love you. But because I was so scared of him and my ignorance towards him, I never got to feel that. I never got to know that. I tell you that story because one of my biggest fears for students like you and for people in the world is that you guys can live a life not knowing how deeply loved you are by God. That's my biggest fear. My hope and prayer is that you would remember that you serve a God who came for you and sacrificed for you staying with you. I hope the love of God will just overwhelm your life. That despite all the noise, all the loud noise and the meaningless noise of life, of, of hatred and unlovingness and, and the hatred on social media or the hatred between friends, that you would say, God's love is louder. And I'm going to spread that. And I'm going to receive this never-ending source of life. And I'm going to spread that everyone I come in contact with. Let me pray for you guys.